the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where gold, the best kind of gold. What a legend. What a champion. G'day and welcome to the Maybe Daily. We are sponsored as always by mintsports.com.au and also this week by the National Sharkerboard Prize featuring Greg Norman's nude self-portrait ex- exhibition, Completely Sharkers. I'm joined today by the doyen of the driving range, the guru of greens and the green jacket. He's a professor of putting. This is way too much. Annoying and albeit awesome alliteration aside, I think we should just introduce the man as none other than the incomparable... Mr. Nick Maxwell. Hello, Nick. Hello, thank you for having me. That is very polite, very pleasant. Now, before we get anywhere, we often pray. Would you mind joining me in a prayer? Uh, I'm not religious, but I do not mind joining you in a golf-related prayer. This is how all good cults begin. Let us pray. Let us pray that we don't get sued for using the Masters theme music. Uh, (laughs) Although we do have the Shark Board as our sponsor, and I think Greg's probably got a fair bit of cash in the coffers for our legal costs let us pray that an aussie takes out the whole thing this monday morning lord hear our prayers in the name of adam scott oh, adam scott absolutely yes <laughs> i love adam okay um, adam is a statesman of the game impresses me more every day fantastic got a big online that. presence now which seems a little forced but it's it's actually very charming well, it's in the eye of the beholder. In the name of Adam Scott, Sebi Ballesteros. As Australians would say, Ballesteros, but the correct pronunciation, Ballesteros. Is that right? The great Spaniard. And he um, was named after a staircase, is that correct? Uh, absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> I'm a huge fan. He's got some of the greatest Masters highlights. If you want to go back and check them out, he wears a wonderful uh, light purple Lacoste polo. Circa. Did you say lavender? It's, it's not quite. It's a perfect colour that they no longer sell. A shade of purple we don't even know. It's brilliant. And a Cirque chips in on the second hole. Oh, no spoilers. I want to say 89. (laughs) No spoilers. Shit. Go back and watch the great man at work. Oh, well, I don't have to now. I know what happens. Adam Scott, (laughs) Sebi Ballesteros, Jose Maria Holazabal. Yeah. Or or as many would say, Olazabal. Olazabal. But you've got the correct pronunciation there. I feel like... The sort of pronunciation I had then was was yeah. It's a little. It's a little racist. It's a little. Is it racist? When you really hit that lisp, it's like <laughs> you're really sticking it to them. You know what's weird about the sort of uh, from the Barcelona. The, yeah, the Barcelona, the Basque region. Whenever you do a voice from the Basque region, I always feel like that voice has bad breath. Like I don't know what my breath's like now. Probably not great, but. I felt like when I said Jose Maria Alathabel, I was like, oof. Now you're improving relations with the Spanish. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Longest prayer ever. Adam Scott, Sammy Ballesteros, Jose Maria Alathabel, and... I'm going to pray for Scotty Scheffler. Because, Scotty Scheffler? Yeah. yeah uh, because I just... Man of the moment. I just pray that his sickening footwork oof. stops so oof. that none of us puke oof. Masters weekend. I'm going to get into this in a second. Okay. 
So in the name of those, that's a four, slightly controversial co- comment, but um, ah, pen. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's sick. He's look. He's obviously very, very good. Uh, so what's he? What's what's going on? I don't know this. He what's has outrageous foot? footwork where his right foot slides into his left foot, and everyone's like, "Can you believe that footwork?" And you're like, "I don't understand because it's completely incorrect." No on, one they're, does they're saying this. it as a positive. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God. And it's like, what's the positive? You would never teach a child this. You know, the legends of the game, Hogan, it's Woods, they don't, they don't play like this. And look, I'm glad it works for Scotty and his fucking family. I probably can't. Can I say that? Oh, don't you sorry. worry about that. Uh, you know, but like, and I'm, okay, so he's very successful, but I don't understand why everyone's so into it. Can you believe that footwork? It's like... It's like as if, what, if he was really good, but every shot he could drop his pants. They'd be like, ooh, can you believe that dacking? It's, it's just, <laughs> to be fair, no uh, that would actually draw a crowd around these parts. <laughs> yeah, for Let's you, face facts. Yeah. You'd be there. The bar is very low, little Nicky Max. Oh, how good's that? You see how he releases the belt and the pants just drop to the ankles? How good's that? It's like, what's got nothing to do with anything? <laughs> so hang on, is, is the footwork in his... Swing, obviously. Yeah, it's not yeah. when he's walking, but is it sort of a midway point between your Happy Gilmore charge and then just the, like, no, no, address- or is it a 10-pin bowl style? <laughs> yeah, he addresses the ball normally, gets to the top of the backswing as he comes down through the downswing and fires into the ball. His right leg, it slides across into his left foot. It's very oh. unorthodox. You wouldn't recommend it. He sounds like a hack. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, he's probably top three in the world and yeah. it's just one like he's a red hot favourite for this tournament we'll get into that it's the 86 Masters I think he's a defending champion he is very difficult to go back to back good <laughs> <laughs> fix the footwork if I was there and he was playing and they, he hit some great drive everyone's like oh you know mashed potatoes I'd be like ah oh, stand still <laughs> hey just on the mashed potato or whatever like I know you would find it abhorrent where did this is actually a bit of a listener question slash co-host question from our man on the on the ground in Sydney, Mason to Maine. You know the whole get in the hole. Yeah, yeah. Did that simply just come organically through people yelling at Tiger Woods? Where did that originate? Is it from a video game or people just numbskulls? It's like the most base absurdity of like get in the hole because it can't. That's <laughs> so. Is that how they do it as but well? They look like an old Edwardian lady, like a Victorian <laughs> stoop. Oh, they can't. My pearls. It's very American. Mashed potatoes is even more American. But look, they're not too bad. What, you know, smashed potatoes? Yelling that out? No, mashed. Oh. You know why I said smashed potatoes, actually? Is that what you eat instead? Yeah, I just you can't throw them at the wall. Them. Yeah. No. You know the show Now You See It? Back in the day, Mike Mead, Now You yeah, See It? I like it. the way you said that in the present tense first before you went back. You know the show Now You See It? Oh, back in the day. Back in the day. Yes, Now You See It, it was a Saturday morning uh, children's entertainment. Well, I didn't need a bloody bio. Oh, thank you, pardon. Yes I'm suffice. just trying to... I might. Should I head off? Yeah, rack off. And watch your footwork on the way out. No, so Now You See It, obviously schools used to compete in it. And we had a mate of my brother's, good friend of the pod, who went on it once. And at the end, if you remember, they have a like a word jumble where you have to find the key words in the mad minute or whatever. And he's he got down to the very last one to win the school, the big prize of like one computer or whatever. And it was mashed potatoes. And he knew it. And there's still plenty of time left. And he did the old line four, position three, smashed potatoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We can't give it. It's mashed potatoes. And so, because of that, that's why you said it. Hundred percent. Because we used to give this guy shit for about twenty oh, I'm years. Sorry, straight. you knew the guy. Yeah, oh he was a mate God. of ours. He cost the school a computer. Was he beaten? Senseless. 
It's time for everyone's favourite game of alphabetical hide-and-seek. The game where every answer to every question is right before your eyes. So, let's join Mike and Melvin for another exciting episode of Now You See It! So the reason we got you in, Nick, among other things, you owe us money, so we thought you'd try and lure you in, but also, you actually went to the Masters, didn't you? Uh, I did go to the Masters 2015, the year Jordan Spieth won the Masters. No yeah. one knew who he was then, so it was one was of those... that underground? Because he went wide away. No, sorry, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. It's not that no one knew who he was, but it was his first major, it was a very unpredictable winner. Yeah. And... But it's still that thing of when you're there, you know, you wanted it to be someone like, obviously, an Adam Scott, a Tiger Woods. Totally. You get a Jordan Spieth, you're not thrilled, but at the same time, it was like you get swept up in the, oh, he's done it, the boy from Texas. He's gone four rounds. I can't believe I was here. And that's exactly how you reacted? Yes, yes. On the 16th, on I, the party hall? I, I just walked around weeping and, yeah. uh, and taking off my lady's hat. Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Well, you buy a hat like this, I bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh? Oh, it looks good on you, though. So my first introduction to the Masters mm-hmm. was when I was a kid in, I don't know, Brashes or JB oh. Hi-Fi or something. Oh, interesting. And all Just of trying to cash in a voucher? I was hocking stuff. I had a problem as a kid. Just trying to... Yeah, addicted to Play-Doh. So I was in there and all of the screens were lit up with the sort of vibrant pistachio pastels of the greens and the emerald pines nick it was just this beautiful setting and i was like oh what's going on here Mm -hmm. like it was a real color orgasm yeah and then i was hooked from there so that was way back well you would have been a little bit before me I don't think I came to the Masters until my sort of, you know, teenage years. Your formative and, years. And appreciating the game and then becoming more interested. Mm. And then um, and then it's the, as you get older and you like it more and more, it becomes these painful Monday morning finishes where you're mm. at work and you can't watch it and you're trying to sort of, you know, you get in the car and, I mean, this is a few years ago, but it's KB going, Ah, Adam Scott, he's done it. I've never travel. We've got everything we need in Australia. I'm KB, that's my take. My wife wants to travel. I refuse to take her. That's my take. You're like, KB, how did you slam your take onto the end of Australian winning the Masters? <laughs> anyway, he's, no, he's not on the radio anymore. Why do I bring Where up? is KB now? I, I, he would never leave the country. So he's somewhere in the country. He's somewhere in the country because we've got everything we need right here. Yeah. Why would you go to Turkey for a coffee when you can get one right here? And I don't drink coffee. Shut up, wife. Classic <laughs> KB. That's my take. <laughs> I ran through streamers to kick goals in the fucking grand final. I'll say what I like. Now, why would I play another sport where you have to give the ball to one of your teammates when I can do this? This scalped head paid for this whole house. We're not going anywhere. I, I lived with a bloke in England who would refuse to do anything purely because he could do it back home. So he's like, someone said, oh, we're going to go watch a movie, mate. You want to come? Why would I go to the movies? We're not going to do that back home. And that is a perfect <laughs> impersonation of him, by the way. Have you, have you seen my baseball? Have you seen my wiener? Have you seen my wiener? So run me through. You rock up. Well, so what's very comical about Augusta is, yes, it's absolutely glorious, beautiful. But what's funny is the second you get out of the golf course, you're on a highway in Augusta, right. Georgia, which right. is not exactly class city. 
It's Mexican joints, pubs, a Hooters, Ooh, uh, your Motel 6 that I was staying in. Classy. But what I love about America is they don't care about alcohol. You know, here it's like they pour the wine up to the line. Yeah. You know, they go, oh, you wanted a gin and tonic? Let me just pour the shot exactly before mm. I... Whereas there, they, they couldn't give a shit. They're like... They're under the assumption you're going to tip. They don't know you're a tight ass yet. They're giving you pause. They're going, you know, do you want another one? They don't even ask you to pay immediately. You know, how many do you have? You know, charge you for four. You've had six. You come back to the little motel. The woman's like, just have a beer. We've, you know, they've put out beers and bottles of vodka in the foyer. Just go and have them. It's what are you a- talking about bottles of vodka in the foyer? Swear, it was in the shittest motel. And you walked in after on Masters Saturday. And they're like, how great was today? There's uh, drinks for you guys. Just big red buckets of buds on ice. Unreal. Large bottles of unnamed, you know, sort of um, Costco yeah. brand vodka. Well, there's a number instead of a K. It's the number seven, VOD 7A or something. And that's the thing. The American hospitality, you can't get enough of it because they're like, this is our week. They're all about it. But it's comical because, you know, it's like the the, the music, the pristine course and uh, Jim Nance going, yeah. and we're here and they're Plants have grown and tiger. And you're like, it's so like you imagine it, it's like church. Yeah. And then you get outside and it's just like bumfuck USA. You know, like. <laughs> By the way, yeah. both sound pretty good to me. I, I don't mind both of those holidays. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going. That's all it is to it. I'm fucking going. No, baby. You dig it the most. Do you have to hand your phone in? I heard when you rock up, because no one's on their phones taking photos. I don't, I don't remember that. You weren't in any Twitter spats with. Mickelson, were you? So, no, don't, I don't understand Twitter. I don't remember handing the phone in, but um, yeah, it's all pretty... You were I mean, too fucking hepped up on Costco vodka to know what was going <laughs> yeah, on. I didn't know. Exactly. I, I drank the whole bottle and then I'd stuck it up my ass. I was walking <laughs> and they said, you can't have that. All right, I'll give you the bottle, but I'm keeping me phone. When you get in there, you go, it's like everyone basically has planned the night before. Where? What you do is, where am I going to put my chair? Yeah, so yeah, most okay. people who have got the tickets... You get them through these badges. So all the badges are given out to like weird locals and yokels, right? right? People who have lived there for 50 years. Like, right. get my badge, then I fucking sell it. So and what's so, the badge? And so they sell them. A raffle ticket that is a winner. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And they sell them through brokers or personally or whatever. That's the only way to get in because there are no actual tickets. No one's going to Ticket Tech in the US and going, ah, I'll pop down the Masters. You've got you to gotta get these badges or you've got to be invited by someone who's got the badge. So how do you do it in advance? So what here? people do in Australia is you, you go through a broker or you do it through the person personally. You can find them online yeah. and you buy their badges for however many days you want. So it's obviously cheaper on the practice days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. gets more expensive Thursday, Friday, most expensive the weekend. It sounds very dark web. It is. You also get a gun oh, yeah. and some <laughs> blow. Did I not make that clear? <laughs> Well, as long as you're getting a big bag of dried psilocybin, I'm happy. Yeah, there's a, and there's a huge amount of hu- human organ trading going on at the front gates. Uh, now we can move on. That's the party hole, I believe. Where <laughs> do you, Did you follow people around? Were you there the full days? Uh, no, I went too. So I went Saturday, Sunday. Great. And basically what you, you made did, the cut. Yeah. <laughs> you go in with your chair. So everyone, if you've got a badge, the masters give you Oof. a small... Like a small foldable camping chair yeah, I know the with top. the Masters logo on it. Green. Still got it? You still got it? Yeah, still got it. Great. It's green because mm. everything has to be green. So the other thing that has to be green at the Masters is in between, there's lots of spots, and you'll never see this on TV, there's lots of spots like certain holes where, where patrons can cross. Mm. Oh, by the way, they're called patrons when you're there. Everyone's a patron. And That's you, a big would word. Would you prefer fan? What no, would you go? No, patrons, great. You go with everything that they do there. 
It's amazing. But the, the, they have green, <laughs> green gravel. You looked at me like I was patronising you then. That well, was rough. No, I'm, I'm, you, well, you weren't. Uh, you were just asking questions. I overreacted. I'm going to go. <laughs> so there's green, so the green, so where people, there's spots, but there's green gravel and it smells a little bit weird. So being there is actually well, quite weird. They dye the gravel. They paint yeah. the gravel. Yeah, because everything has to be green. So all the chairs are green that, they, that people, so you can take your chair when you get in and you go put it at certain spots. So some people want to sit on the 16th hole behind the green yes. behind the T. Yeah. Uh, the spot we put it was Amen Corner, which is where they walk off 11 green. They walk onto 12 T and play into that short par three uh, with the, the the narrow green. It's wide, but it's narrow in depth. That's a nasty hole, isn't it? Well, exactly. So I think it was uh, Molinari went in there last yeah. year. I think Spieth uh, went in the drive. Spieth went in team. there a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, Adam Scott's gone in there. It's just a very difficult hole because. Uh, there's a lot of high trees and the winds, you can't really judge where they're coming through. Plus, so the, if you watch that whole 12th, very wide green. Mm. So the safest play is play left because it, it's just a very, na- the, the more you go towards the hole on the right, the narrower the depth is Correct. A- and the more the water comes to play. Anyway. But they've also got poops like you loitering around the area. So I don't no, think we're sitting behind, so that's where we sat for behind 12th. But then you just walk around. So you put your chair there. Ah, yep. It's this old thing. You put a business card, because we're all businessmen. What the fuck? You put a business card in the chair so that anyone can sit in it when you're not there. You rock up and go, hey, when you go back and go, Hello, I am Peter D. Stanton. You'll see from the business card in the back. You'll hop up now and I'll My sit down. My name is Wild Uno. Please sit up. <laughs> Far out. I can't believe that Bryce prefers Van Patten's card to mine. So what about the food? What are we talking so the food, I was just looking online because I had a few pictures up and I noticed a sandwich missing. So, of course, the famous sandwich, uh, the great thing is that they've kept the prices as they were in the 1960s. I've it's cheap sangers. So the pimento cheese sandwich is the classic. Uh, I actually didn't enjoy it particularly. A little bit sharp for my taste. <laughs> you curmudgeonly I know, $1.50. I bought one, oh, though. Fuck. $1.50. They all come in little green plastic bags. There's the Master's Club. I remember there being the one I like that came in a little paper bag. Green paper bag? No, no, white paper bag with foil on the inside. You know those bags? Oh, yeah, no, I'm well. Because it was a barbecue sandwich. Hello. Like just sort of a barbecue pork with sauce. That was great. It was like $2.50. That was great. I still have at home in a box. That sandwich. I, I've got news for you. <laughs> not, it is not in good nick. Not nick. far off. A cookie. Chocolate chip cookie with the Masters logo. Are you serious? I still have it. All broken. And I'd never eat it. That's a good thing to hold on to. And it's so, it's so the house is burning down. You're like, my child, my dog. My, my master's cookie! The cookie! Look to the cookie, Elaine. Look to the cookie. Beers are four, five bucks or whatever. People get absolutely hammered, but they, they keep do it together. They, do they? Because it do. seems like a regal setup. No, that's the thing. They I don't... guess it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing for people to And too. also, everyone knows that if you... If you mash potato it, you're out. You're gone. Like, and you'll see one or two people kicked out, but very few, because everyone's like, I'm going to hammer, but I'm going to keep it together. Yeah, it's I'm businessman, not... red wine, lunch drunk. Yeah, but I'm not getting thrown out of the Masters. Because so. the guys who run it, like the, the dudes in the green jackets, shock horror, not that green jacket, but the guys who walk around don't seem like they take much guff. Anyone. What's his name? Is like Hooter Johnson. I'm sorry, I don't know his name. I think name. his name's Hooter Johnson. <laughs> I've a got a distinct Hoot, feeling it's not. Hoot Bedfellows. Anyway, I can't remember his name. He's a big, real southern guy. Yeah. Seems like he'd be happy to string you up. <laughs> when he's not at the Masters. Uh, Hootie, Hootie and the Blowfish. That's his name. Unfortunately, there's a bit of that history there.
the Masters was created by, as you probably know, the great Bobby Jones. Basically, the greatest. I know nothing. Okay. So Bobby Jones was the greatest golfer ever, right? And he decided Oof. he decided I'm going to turn this plantation into the greatest golf course ever. But it was with the help of a guy called Clifford Roberts. So they got the famed Dr. Alistair McKenzie, the designer of Cypress Point, Royal Melbourne Golf Club. God, it's a shame it wasn't Cypress Hill. Continue. <laughs> Just saw them in concert the other week. Oh, Unbelievable. I don't doubt it. Did they have an orchestra for hits from the bong or anything? It was great. i tell you what. What's his name? The guy with the voice. <laughs> Big fan, are you? Fuck off. <laughs> He's aged like a fine wine. He was fantastic. My son loved it. Bong water, mate. It'll keep the veins rich. <laughs> he was anyway. Uh, what were we talking about? We're talking uh, about the three blokes who basically set so this Clifford, thing up. So Clifford Roberts is the the unsung hero of Augusta because everyone's mm. like it's Bobby Jones because uh, he's the great golfer, and then it's Alistair McKenzie, like the greatest golf course designer ever to live, who basically for he like lived an incredibly short life, travelled a lot between like the US, Australia, the UK, just designing a shit ton of courses, and apparently banging all the wives of all the um, you know members wherever he got so, to. So the opposite of KB. <laughs> Absolutely. Goes everywhere. Travels and roots. Good on him. So, But so Mackenzie is a great designer. Uh, Bobby Jones is the legend. Mm. But it's Clifford Roberts who made the club. So once they designed the course on this plantation in Augusta, uh, Clifford Roberts really took over mo- making the, you know, the clubhouse and the club. And he was this sort of very anal nut who would, every day, he would go into the clubhouse and he would, uh, the members clubhouse only, and he would sit and he'd read the menu, but every day he'd order the exact same sandwich. Right. Chicken breast, <laughs> you know tomatoes, some mayonnaise on wheat toast. Okay. Tipping it was white bread back then. Yeah. But to me, the beauty is he would always consult the menu. Ah, give me a minute. You know what? I'll stick with the chicken today, but I was close. I beg your pardon. He always started with big, large olives and lightly burnt cornbread. Hang on a minute. That's tautological as fuck. Hang on. Big, large olives. Cut one of those words out, guys, and don't make it olives. Not you, the menu. I'm clearly not quoting the menu. Those are my words. I'm leaving for the third time. The third and final time. Oh, he's gone. Oh, it was great to have him on board. I really appreciate it. No, can you continue, please? So what happened to these three guys? They're all still kicking with golf? Well, what's interesting was Clifford Roberts... Interesting side note: the giant olives and the cornbread was a, a famed, you know, hors d'oeuvre of right. the of the clubhouse. The only player to ever have it at the Masters dinner, because you know the champion always has a Masters dinner with all the other past champions the Dude, next year. I love that tradition. And the only player to ever include that on the menu is uh, Fred yeah. Fred Couples. Oh, is that right? And I'm not the biggest Fred Couples fan, but, but now I'm like this guy. Because Fred Cupple's got a gr- lot of great highlights, done a lot of great things, but he seems like slightly too confident. But now that he's <laughs> now that he's done that, now that I found that out, I'm like, That's this guy's humility. Oh, right up there. However, go back, Clifford Roberts. The tragedy of Clifford Roberts is a man who was they 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 credited him with the creating the finest club, and he's a, the, the chicken sandwich. He was, you know, oh, everything must be just perfect in the green jackets. Hey, he sounds like a good hang. Yeah, great guy. Unfortunately, and the the tragedy of Clifford Roberts is that one evening, Mm. you know, discovered he had cancer, wasn't in a good place, had had some strokes, decided to go to the clubhouse, go to the club, have have a haircut. I don't know if he had olives that night, but he had a a haircut and then waltzed out to the par three course by Ike's Creek and promptly blew his brains out. So that, and people, (laughs) people, 
Okay. People say it's a great tragedy, which of I suppose Hole it is. in one. Unfortunately, as I've done some reading, Clifford turned out to be kind of a racist. Oh, no way. Yeah. One... Someone who set up some sort of old golf course on the States <laughs> on a plantation and ate the same white bread meal every day. One quote being, I will make sure as long as I'm alive that whites play the course and the caddies will be black. I heard there was a glove left on the scene that he may not have committed suicide. Are you sure this wasn't retribution? All I'm saying is maybe it wasn't so bad that Clifford committed suicide. I was just wishing it had been 30 years. But look. It was a different time. It was a different time. Oh, these were different times. How do you replace your divot when you knock yourself over on the bloody greens? Like, that would have been a bugger to chip into the next day. Yeah, I wonder if he had plans. You, well, know, you, like... you know when they put down, like, a coin or something behind, or a marker behind where your ball is? <laughs> do they do that with, like, the chalk outline with him? It would have been a large sand-filled divot. It was just a large olive. (laughs) I think they should start using olives on the green instead of the coins. Hey, you mentioned Freddie Couples with the olives and the champion's dinner. Tanned Freddie Couples. Tanned Freddie Couples. Lucy Goosey always had a bad back. I heard he was a little bit too tanned for Clifford, but we won't get into that. (laughs) For anyone who doesn't know, every year on the Tuesday, I believe, before the Masters kicks off, there's a champion's dinner where the previous champion basically sets the menu. And all of the past players who've won it can sit there and eat a meal. So when Adam Scott did it, I think he put Pavlova on the menu from memory. <laughs> we won't tell him it's a Kiwi. He put Scotch figures on there. Uh, bloody, I feel it steaks coated in Vegemite. Good on you, Scotty. Good on you, Scotty. Hey, um, what would you put on the menu if you won it? Well, I mean, look, I've... <laughs> So last year's champion, Scotty Scheffler. You've thought about this, haven't you? Look at the way you answered. You no, no, no. Back there. Okay, I'll be, I'm being perfectly honest, and I realise it's hypocritical. So you know I don't like Scotty Scheffler's footwork, mm. and he's like, he's one of, he's a classic American guy. Oh, great! Yeah, awesome. And I it's love just those no guys. fun. Yeah. You know his caddies; they read a Bible verse before every round. It's oh just a pain God. in the jo- It's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, I'm off him. Look, in the tradition of all the Americans, Jordan Spieth, all those guys, they do yeah. these menus. So his menu was yeah, okay. cheeseburger sliders, Scotty style. I mean, I nearly was sick. Now, the worst thing about that is I love a cheeseburger slider. <laughs> I, I would kill for one right now. But out of spite for his sip owners, no, you the, won't the eat it. The fact that he called them Scotty style and the fact that what, it's like, What differentiates his style from someone else's? Exactly. But they're no, not cheese. They're actually just yeah. wafers from our Lord and Savior. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a Bible oh, verse. Oh, there's a Bible verse in every patty. That the, 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 it just annoys me because they're so American. So it's, it's cheeseburger sliders and, and firecracker shrimp followed by Texas barbecue and then milk and cookie ice cream for dessert. And you're like, guys, just... You have to put a little bit of effort in. You know, so Matsuyama comes across and does the most traditional Japanese, but that also pleases the palate of Westerners. Mm. You know, Adam Scott, you know, did, you know, uh, Wagyu beef. And yes, he might have had an Australian dessert, but it wasn't like fucking kangaroo. It's just that thing of the Americans are so like, oh, man. And Dustin Johnson's, you know, I'm going to have fried cheese, fucking sliders, fucking, <laughs> fucking collard greens. It's like, guys, just, just grow up a little bit. Have a little bit of decorum. decorum and just like understand there are other people from other countries and you might have to create a really fine menu, not just like, oh, the foods I liked, cook five stars. It's like, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So you're basically saying all well, the seppos get there and act like King Ralph and the other people have some sort of an <laughs> It is, it's flavor. a real King Ralph vibe. John Goodman, is everybody having a good time, is King Ralph. Good Adam Scott, incidentally, loves uh, 
Trevor Immelman. They're like great mates and they apparently get to sit next to each other. And this is where I just think Adam Scott's become this great states from the game because he truly appreciates what he's achieved and he, he, he appreciates... He, he revels in the, the good things. Mm. I wish I could do that in my life instead of just being depressed all the time. But he, he goes, oh, you can't, mate. He goes, I'm going to be wearing the green jacket. I'm coming here until I die. He goes, yeah. I get to sit next to one of my best mates every year. We have this great meal. And then I go play four rounds of golf. And then after every round, he puts the jacket on and just walks around because he loves it. He's, Adam Scott's great. I mean, he's not only got one of the best swings, one of the nicest guys, one of the best golfers you've ever seen play. You know my theory on why Adam Scott isn't more revered in Australian public life. No. His voice. What would you say? It's kind of nasally or kind of like it, swallowed? All I'm saying is he, he broke through for us in that Masters win. He, he got it done. What was that, 2013? Yeah. Around then. Around 2013, he won that. You know, in lockdown, he couldn't go more than 5Ks up on the sunny coast. So he went to his mate's golf course and just washed golf carts. Does a lot of work for charity. He ticks absolutely every yeah, single every box. box. Screamed Queenslander when he won the thing. Like, he should be in my pocket. I love him. However, he's just a little bit, you know, oh, get out, yeah, I just won it. You know, very high-pitched and whining, which I've got no problem with personally. I'm not sure it's that high. I mean, it's going to, uh, you know, you've attacked me a few times this podcast. I don't That's think- it, I'm leaving. Shit, I live here. That is, that is, <laughs> I just don't think it's that high-pitched. I agree that it's swallowed, okay. slightly nasally, uh, the point maybe remains, froggish, but I wouldn't froggish. say high-pitched. The point remains, if he had a little bit of drawl, knockaboutness about him, I think the Australian public would eat him up. I'm not saying it affects my love for and adoration for the great Queenslander. I'm just saying that the general masses, the hoi polloi, would like an Andrew Simons bloke who gets shit-faced and crashes his car. They don't want the guy who's like, ah, oh, g'day, yeah, pretty happy to win it. You're on the high pitch thing. What about <laughs> what about uh, the other great Queenslander who has phenomenal form around Augusta the past two tournaments? A C. Smith. Oh, yes. Many votes. Many votes. But the problem with C. Smith in this country again, mm-hmm, that he's mm-hmm. forever going to be the other Cam Smith when it comes to Queenslanders who've achieved. Well, well I mean, I guess what sports you follow. I thought you were going to get stuck in about the live golf. Well, we can discuss that as well. So you never answered what you'd put on the menu just quietly. You cast aspersions and you threw a lot of muck at the wall. But Well, you I'd start with cheeseburger sliders, Nikki style. Nikki style. <laughs> I'd just put a shitload of laxatives in, wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> knock out your competition. No, I'm, I couldn't possibly eat another Every thing. Every food would be my style. That's it. Hey, so the actual tournament this week, I'm hearing there's some pretty putrid weather. So, oh, really? Yes. It brings in a lot of factors because it's not just the wear and tear on the course. It's... Which side of the draw you get in? It's, and it's and it's the wear and tear. I mean, some players just don't have the clothing to go through oh, four wet weather rounds. Some are completely nude by day three. <laughs> His footwork there when he dacks himself is just going way up the Richter. No, but it, it also, they could be playing any time from dawn to dusk mm-hmm. with the on and off. The mental sapping that that would take, like it would take a very strong player, maybe an Irishman who's played in those conditions before, who knows? Yeah. It could be a little bit of this going around. So, oh, and when you say Irishman, you're referring to McElroy or Lowry? Well, I actually think Lowry's a good bet for the top 20. Mm-hmm. He's made the top 25 mm-hmm. the last three years. Has he? My issue with Lowry is his putting. He's got a fantastic short game. Everyone raves about it. He's an easy hitter. You know, relax, nice to watch. But it's the putting where no one will ever say it, but I feel like Larry just throws away those putts. Mm. But, um, I wouldn't say no one says it. You literally just said it. I just said it. You know, the great, the, the other Irishman who I love, Rory McIlroy, can't get enough, you know, it's that thing. And where the Live Golf comes in, it's like the fact that Live Golf doesn't have Tiger Woods and Mac- Rory McIlroy is a huge deal for me. But Rory McIlroy on the range... Mm. 
practice round with Tiger Woods. Oh. It's all beautiful. Gorgeous. And then Rory's wearing... The red shirt? A hooded Nike jumper. Oh, boy. And I'm like, no, Rory, please. Not for you. Not you too. Is that hoodie Rory style? It's become a fashion thing, right? It's like they're trying to go, hey, golf can be fun too. Like your sports you like, like basketball. Why would you, if you're swinging your golf club, why would you ever want a hood on the back of your neck going. You practice range and the swing. weather's future. They wear what them on the course. About? Tyrrell Hatton, Justin Thomas, they wear them on the course because they're like fashion, right, bro? And you're like. They're also getting paid millions of dollars. Yes, but it's absurd. There is you would never the one sport you don't want a hood that when you swing back and through that goes on the back is it's just madness. And you can just so many you can you can have a crew neck jumper. Listen to you, you're some sort of fashionista now. No one can see you, but you're actually wearing one of those fake aprons with the tits that say "kiss the cook." I thought this is weird. I said come around for dinner afterwards, but it's odd. I am the host of Funkytide. The most important TV fashion show in any German-speaking country, apart from Germany. We mentioned Rory McIlroy. This is his 15th attempt at the Green Jacket. It's his ninth attempt for the Grand Slam. Now, only two players needed more attempts to succeed at the Masters. Shit. Any idea who the two players are? It's his 15th. So who would have won the Masters on either their 16th or more attempt? Sergio? Correct. Sergio Garcia is one. The other one? Papa Smurf. Papa Smurf got it done on his 14th. You're wrong. Right. Now it's Marco Mira and Sergio. So there Marco you go. Marco Mira, Tiger's great buddy. So let's run through a few of the candidates here. We've got Rory. It's his 15th attempt, ninth of the Grand Slam. So Rory said that he's got all the ingredients. It's just about putting the pie in the oven and seeing what happens. What the fuck does that mean? He's been there playing a shit ton of golf. He's played 81 holes, apparently, in the last few weeks. So 81's quite I'm, specific. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Rory. Yes. Um, it's, it's always a tough one, though, because he's just he's just so good, but it's not a game where you, where you get anything for free. My little one that I've noticed over the years. Here we go. And, and not that I'm the great punter, but Justin Rose must have led the Masters after day one half a dozen times. Justin Rose, I'll have you know, has led the Masters... Mm-hmm. After forget day one, any rounds, any more, rounds, uh, and any rounds more uh, than any other player in Masters history. There you go. So, is there some bet you can do with Justin Rose to be leading after round one or whatever? It's ridiculous. The amount of times I've turned on Monday morning and it's like Justin Rose seven under, and you're like, holy shit, that happens every year. <laughs> yeah. So you just back him and then lay him, I guess. Jason Day is probably the Aussie along with Cam Smith, who's in contention. Now, he's been on fire, Jason Day, early. Yeah, he seems Jason mentally Day stable. you got to Google J-Day's private home facilities. Right. Wild stuff. That sounds like somewhere you go on house arrest. <laughs> no, it's like, why would you leave? I mean, I guess he leaves to get huge paychecks, but like, it's, a, it's like a golfing, golfing paradise. He, it's middle America. Because oh. for years he travelled in a van because he's got, you know, like with his wife and kids. One of the great stories, Jason Day. I mean, one of the most amazing stories. You know, his, his horrendous father would beat him in the car. Excuse me? He'd beat him in the car after rounds, going, play better. Like real, like a real piece of shit childhood. I don't like hearing this, not because obviously of the domestic abuse and all the rest of it, but maybe it worked a bit. I know it did. But <laughs> don't I respect, beat me. Stop hitting me. But I respect Jason Day so much. Yeah. And his father died of cancer, I think, and he, he, he still doesn't speak badly of him. He's a gun, Jason Day. Yes. I'd love to see his form come back. You're right. He, I can see him hitting that second shot into 15 mm. with like a two iron Ooh. and just popping it on the green. Ooh. Get his fat little putter out. 
Just rolling one in. Well, you say the two iron onto the green. This is known as what they call in the beers a second shot golf course. It's all about gaining strokes on approach. No one's done that better than your man Scotty Scheffler and his fancy footwork. <laughs> it's basically between it's, him, McElroy, and maybe John Rahm. That's probably your top yeah, three, John, isn't it? Well, I mean, John, the, I mean, the, the form of those three has been outrageous. I didn't. I think Rahm would just came out and won three tournaments in a row to start this year. Yeah. Okay. Then Scheffler did something similar, and Rory's is won a couple. But I mean that is it's always so hard you know wins don't necessarily translate to wins I do like that Rory's been there he went there a few weeks ago mm. it's just like can I come hang out at Augusta? They're like, yes. To be fair, I did hear he just went for the free vodka and the Scotty slides. <laughs> oh, they serve the Scotty sliders all oh, year round. 24/7 they do it all year. Oh, Scotty style. We're styling. The Scotty style is going for back to back. If he achieves back to back, he'll be one of only four players in history to go back to back i'm a spite better i'd bet against that who were the other three who went back to back at the masters some big names and i reckon you can do it fuck you know you'd do this don't overthink it who's gone back to back at the masters bernhard langer big names fuck off (laughs) bernhard langer is a legend he's the third most famous langer in this country mate i knew that was a bit of a Tiger Woods. Correct. He's gone back to back. Nick Faldo. Correct. Only one more and they don't get much bigger. Oh, the great Larry Mize. That was a joke. <laughs> that was not a guess. He chipped in on Greg Norman and they've paired him, I think, with an Australian. They've paired him with fucking Minwoo Lee. And it's like, why would you do that? <laughs> Australians hate Larry Mize. Even though Greg Norman's now gone nuts, nude, and it's fucked golf, we still hate Larry Mize. But we do appreciate his sponsorship. Jack Nicholas. Correct, Jack Nicholas. So it's a fair, it's a tall order, and you'd probably bet against it, is where the safe money is, to be honest with you. Yeah, bet against it, especially on Scheffler Slider Day. Live V PGA. Sharknado's talked about if someone from Live wins it, they're all going to be on the green. It's pretty yeah. much a surefire way of making sure you don't get invited back, isn't it? They're pretty up their own ass if you were to storm the greens. I know you can blow your brains out on them, <laughs> but like, what are they? Are they talking about streaking or? No, they're talking. Uh, is this it- Peter Hoare style? <laughs> what is this? That's great. Let's get Peter Hoare to the Masters. That I mean, that's got to be. Is that a mint bet stunt? You can. You got the kind of money for I that. I believe Mint Sports have funded Peter Hoare's international travel on mint trips, <laughs> and he will be going to Augusta that is a day great three. Great idea. That is great. Bottle he's going to go bottle of vodka and just swan dive down the 16th. And uh, blow his brains out. <laughs> Take that, society. According to Queensland Police, serial pest Peter Hoare is a menace to public safety. What I hated about Greg's thing was, he meant they'll just get to the green and support the guy. What I hated about it is, he's going, they will, because we've all heard this week or last, that it... That if any of them want to get out of their contracts, they have to pay four times whatever they got. Is that right? So no asshole that lives ever leaving. <laughs> and if Greg says you've all got to come to the green and pat some guy on the ass, of course they're going to do it. Yeah. Because they want to keep their 120 or their 200 in Phil's case. Phil looks incredibly sick to me. I really think there's something going on there. Fickle Mickelson. I he's sick. He's crook. He look, I know he's on this all coffee diet where he's emaciated. <laughs> he looks what? He just—he's on an all. He just drinks coffee all the time because he thinks it oh, makes that him more really healthy. healthy. Yeah, you can look yeah that, that up. sounds good. 
And he looked that up. He's on an all-coffee diet. He looks emaciated and sick. And I, I, I'm not saying that is a bad thing. If he is sick, just be honest and tell us you're sick. And is plug a locket on that diet? <laughs> that's exact. Well, that's exactly the look I'm talking about. The Dyson suck the air out of the face look. <laughs> yes. Wow. I mean, we know that plug a locket is on greyhound morphine. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I heard, so I spoke about Plug a Locket the other day and I was like, shit, I better make sure he doesn't have leukemia or something. Exactly. And, and that's he, what I'm saying with Phil. I'm not trying to be rude. Well, I don't think Phil's doing what Plugger is. Plugger's on a bike riding for charity. So he's been on a pushy for eight hours a day and on the Greyhound morphine. So that makes sense. I don't know what fat Phil Mickelson, now Gaunt Mickelson, is yeah. on about. I mean, look, we knew he had the gambling debts. Was it the gambling debts? Was, no, he was, yeah, he, he was actually, he was indicted. Was he? He was sued for essentially a form of insider trading via gambling. He got out of it. Mm. But I don't know how much money. He's a huge gambler. I don't know how much money he owed. But anyway, what I love with the Live Golf, it's the Saudi investment fund. Isn't that nice? The Saudis have got six... A uh, billion dollars sitting mm. there in the investment fund. Now, could we help our poor and starving? Let's start a golf league, a disruptive one. Okay, fantastic. And Phil Mickelson got two hundred million dollars of that six billion. So anyway, of course they'll all run to the green and you know and pass uh, Brooks Kepka or Cam. Uh, look, the worst thing is I still love Cam Smith, and I don't. Well, he seems to have got out of this like Teflon because he's still sort of been that knock around bloke, even on tour. There's a bit of friction, but I'm hearing all the PGA guys still want to hang out with him. Who could say no to 140 million bucks? I don't get out of bed for less than 150 mil. You know that very, very well. All right, so a couple of quick questions from Mace, my co-host. A couple of them you've already Is answered. He, he's in Augusta, right? Yeah, he's just flown over, but he's only there for the vodka. <laughs> so he wants to know why they never wear shorts. Are they just not allowed? Oh, you're yeah. allowed in live now, aren't you? Yeah. All right, scrap that. Garbage question. You're not allowed at you the You know, masks. garbage question. His next question I just read here was, why do they wear the yellow jacket? That's the Australian Masters, Mace. <laughs> correct. The correct. Australian Masters, which unfortunately is no longer. I love the Australian Masters. It was played nearly exclusively at Huntingdale in Victoria. And nearly exclusively white men. The course has never been raved about, but I actually thought Huntingdale made for a good tournament course. And I saw Robert Allenby, the great Robert Allenby, play some oh, unbelievable rounds. Oh, and did pick you take up... him out the back of a strippers and started throwing the wrenches around? Where am I? Up. Where am I? I don't I've know been, what happened. I've been taken, just like that movie with Liam Neeson. <laughs> Uh, he he won a, a a gold jacket down there. Yeah, so we did the gold jacket, which is of course a, a bad rip off. Yeah, so great question. <laughs> gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? Have you ever hit a hole in one yourself? No, I have hit a second shot in a par four. Went oh. in for eagle. Uh, no holes in one. Okay, fair enough. Who is on your Mount Rushmore for people of Masters golf? For whatever reason, for you. Doesn't have to be the best players or the best performers. Well, I, I mean, I talked earlier about Seve. I mean, Seve was a bit more for my time, mm. but I've come to know him via YouTube. And Seve is just, he's, he's charismatic. He, he, he would hit the ball wild. It would go into the trees, but he, recovery shots. Beautiful V-neck jumpers. You and your fashion. Wonderful Lacoste polo, but classic fashion. Uh. Not a fucking hooded jumper on the golf course with pants that... Anklets, pants, fucking hell. Seve is a all class okay. and gifted. I mean, this guy came out and won the US Masters. Came out, right? Uh, should I head off? <laughs> what are we doing here? When he won the Masters 
in his early 20s or mid-20s, people were like it was just a phenomenal thing. It just wasn't being done. Right. I thought he won back-to-back, but, you know, he, he, he would have come close. Would he be one of the youngest? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If anyone's a golf fan, Seve highlights are the best to go back and find. Okay. Um, some of the chip-ins for wins, incredible. Uh, ben Hogan, because if you... Yep, Hogan. Ben Hogan is just like the greatest story, and it's like Tiger's trying to live Ben Hogan's life. So Ben Hogan's great thing was he was... Great thing. Ben Hogan's story was that he, you know, because then they had to drive across the country. He was broke, no money, making no cuts, staying at shit motels with his wife, packing up the car, and then they'd get in the car in the morning and all the wheels had been stolen, you know, yeah, and it's right. like no money, no money. For, for like 10 years, late in his career, he starts to get good, starts to make the money, wins a couple of majors, then he has a car accident. Oh. And they're like, you will never play golf again. Was it the wheels? <laughs> The first thing the doctor says, you know, not like, let's talk about your internal bleeding. You're not playing golf again. again. He turns to the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Big thumbs up, wink sign. Um, So Hogan comes back from that and wins more majors. It's the great story of all time. And he is the great grinder of all time. Like I did it all on the range, turned his hook into a fade. Hogan's a legend. You Hogan's can't. Hero. Okay. Hogan is the hero. Gotcha. But so Tiger Woods now, after his, you know, filming a day of what Genesis adds and then flying his fucking suburban into a canyon and breaking his leg. And you see Tiger now, constant limp. Now, yeah, I, I yeah. can't believe it's true. I feel like it's part of the myth. Oh. Uh, you know, because Tiger is just like, he's like a fucking pimp. Well, just limp. Just quickly, what I wanted to ask you about Tiger is... So he'd be third. He's, on, he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore. But with these inclement weather conditions coming up, will that suit someone like him who's been nah. there, done that? Or do you need to drop, as Fickleson would say, bombs? And is he half nah. bionic so he's too cold and his yeah. knee's going to give away? No. Nah. Tiger... He's cooked. Will he make the cut? Yeah, hopefully. I'm praying for Tiger. But I just reckon if you're saying it's like... Because inclement weather is slog. Yeah. Harder walk. Yeah. Harder shots. You can hit a good drive and it still doesn't work out. So that's where I was like, Cam Smith plays well in that weather. I don't know about Ram. Yeah, you said Lowry. But like, yeah, it doesn't bode well for Tiger if it's shit weather. Okay. So we've got Seve Ho and Tiger. Tiger. Who's your fourth spot? Bearing in mind, you can never take this back. I know, I'm stressed. <laughs> it's you know what's weird that I want to say McElroy because McElroy was 21 years old. Wow. He went into the final round with a four-shot lead. He got to the 10th hole, which is an interesting hole. So the thing about Augusta that you don't know until you've been there, it's incredibly hilly. Hmm. Undulating. So the top of 10 is so, is right at the top of the course yeah. and it just drops way down. Right. You really can you can see it on TV. You're like, "Oh, it's a bit downhill." But you just the undulation you cannot really? tell. In real life it is so undulating. And I don't and it's cuz McElroy draws the ball and his one bad shot's a hook like Hogan had. So mm-hmm. Hogan had to get rid of it. He went to the fade. McElroy hits the most beautiful bomb draw. So he's he doesn't want to go away from it. But the tragedy for me is that on that year, 2011 I think it was, he's 21 years old. He goes on the 10th hole, and I don't know what his lead was by that stage. Maybe it had been shrunk, but he's still leading. And he snap hooks it dead because it's a, it's a dog leg left. You go down the hill. Anyone who misses, misses to the right. You can still see the green, but it's not great. So he snapped, hooked it left, and he's in by the cabins, some fucking weird Augusta <laughs> cabins where, like, <laughs> crazy Colonel Sanders stays when he's, like, screwing prostitutes. I don't know. And McElroy's... I know that cabin. Yeah, oh, you've been. yeah. I was the prostitute. So he's in there, McElroy. 
and he triple bogeys the hole and then, you know, never never recovers. And, I mean, that's the thing about golf. That can happen to anyone. So that's a sentimental pick for sure. Yeah, because if you I were to lay that. your four out, I love Mount Rushmore of the US Masters and threw it to people and had McElroy in fourth, surely that's raising eyebrows. I and mean, maybe it's a bad thing because I don't want to jinx him. I want him to win. I don't want him to be a G Norman because mm. maybe that's why G Norman's a fucking cunt now. <laughs> he, he never won win. the Masters. He melted down. He always, you know... But could there be an argument to be made that obviously winning's always better, but is it more iconic and better for the brand and infamy that he did throw it away and choke and then had this big business stuff? Because every single person who's a sports fan, regardless of whether you know golf, knows about him throwing away the lead. Greg Norman has destroyed golf. It's... I can't go with you. And we've you. got it. That's all we need. He really has. It's just Thanks like... for the sponsorship. You turn on the PGA Tour tournament and you're like... Oh, pretty shit field. Yeah. Like, oh, good. And then, because if Rory's not there yep. or Tiger's not there, you're like, ah, oh, it's a pretty shit field. Then you turn on Live and you go, I can't even turn it on. Yeah, right. Because it used to be on YouTube and now it's on apparently Channel 7 Plus. Is it not on but YouTube? But Channel now? 7 Plus is not up to date with the rounds. And you're like, I was, what was I trying to do? I was trying to watch Live Golf anyway. Like, you're not watching Better Homes yeah. and Gardens or something with Johnny Griggs. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, this Coxie's big break is extremely interesting. <laughs> he doesn't have to wear shoes the whole episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> real happy Gilmore's caddy style. Where were you on that one, dipshit? Danny Lee in Live Golf just won $4 million for winning, not last tournament, the tournament before. Danny Lee hasn't won since 2015. He's basically a basket case. He's obviously a gifted golfer but could not win in conventional tournaments. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. It's just, it's ruined things. You don't know who you're watching. Live Golf goes for three days. They claim it's a party. They're like, well, we're playing music. on the- Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I don't go to the golf to hear music. What are you talking about? <laughs> so are, they, are the Live players going to have too much ring rust to actually compete? I, I reckon. They're going to battle, I reckon they? a if little bit. Weather, Masters... Four rounds instead of three. No. Surely they're a little bit I, out of I, I do. So first thought is yes. And then second thought is, man, if you're in contention after day yeah. three and you've played golf all your life, you know how to play a fourth round. You're not going to... And you can go out there and choke like Rory did. He choked in 2011, the tragedy, but like he's won three tour championships, three FedEx Cups. So that's the thing about golf. It's like you can go into it with the best of intentions and you know you hit that one shot, you go, I fucking nailed it. And it winds up behind a tree. Yeah, it's the game where you just go. There are sometimes there are breaks you can't get around. Coxie's big breaks. Oh, oh man! If only I'll tell you what. And shout out to Coxie, mate. Enjoy the Masters. I know you'll be there, shoeless. But I don't know how you do it. Every year, you a fat bastard. Congratulations. <laughs> <Friend of the laughs> thought. Hey, last question here. Uh, why do they yell for instead of anything else? Is it a phonetic thing? Like, why can't they yell heads? Where did this come from? Any idea? Yeah, don't know. No F- idea. F-O-R-E. Yeah, for like a Scottish uh, thing? It, may, it must be a Scottish yeah. thing. For, I don't yeah. know. That was yeah. bad. It's a Scottish word. Thing. It's got a definition. Yeah, you know. well, I thought it was like a Shakespearean thing for before. A for, for. Yeah, possibly. The amusement park of the future where nothing can possibly go wrong. Uh, possibly go wrong. <laughs> that's the first thing that's ever gone wrong. Maybe they should yell whore for Peter Whore if there's an intruder. Well, Actually, don't yell whore. Don't yell whore. Unless you want to get Tiger distracted. We'll leave that to Mint Sports to organise. I can't wait to see the suicide of Peter Whore at this year's Masters. There's been a lot of suicide chat tonight and there's been a lot of whore talk. And that's all we ever get from you, (laughs) Nicky Max. And I appreciate you coming along. All right. Well, 
Another instalment of the Masters is upon us. I'm not too sure we got much out of that in terms of who's going to win and why. Have you got any tips or predictions? What's happening? So I love Adam Scott. He just hasn't been able to do it for four rounds recently. Yeah, okay. Um, but I do like him as that kind of like, because he's so into it and it's just like great little long shot bet. Okay. Cam Smith has such good form there and coming out of live, I feel like he's got something to prove. Mm. I believe that. Is so it. I like I like Cam Smith. I reckon if you're saying it's bad weather, I love Tiger, but I just can't I can't see him pimp walking it pimp round limp. for yeah. four for four days. So I love that Rory's been there for 81 holes, and Rory's like so competitive right now, like PGA versus Live. I, I wouldn't put it as much as it's a it feels to me a long shot. I wouldn't put it past Rory just going. It's not a long shot. He's I'm in the gonna, top three, I'm so no, 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 it's a, a huge shot. chance. Fuck yeah, you. you. You don't want to jinx it. I'm going to jinx it. Rory McIlroy wins the Masters. And you know what? I reckon those hooded jumpers were just for practice rounds. He'll be back. <laughs> He'll be back in the regular sweaters. He's just trying to get in their head before well, the dinner. He'll have, to, he'll have to wear a weather jacket, so it'll be fine. Well, from what it's worth, I'm going to say Fickle Mickelson misses the cut. Tiger makes the cut. That's a good call. That's a good call. On the Mickelson Tiger, I like. You like I, those? Like oh, yeah. you're on board. I like that. Okay, so Mickelson to miss the cut, Tiger to make the cut, Shane Lowry to make the top 20. Again, he's made the top 25 yeah, the last yeah, three years. Yeah. It's wet weather. I like him. He's been there. He's done it. Jason Day for the Aussie fans out there is an incredible early year form, so maybe him for the top 10. And then McElroy to win it all just for a good feel, good story. And I don't know how you bet on this, but Justin Rose to shoot a 67 round one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll offer you odds of 67 to 1 right now and run away when it happens. Hey, before we leave, what's your favourite golf movie? Uh, top of my head, i got to say Tin Cup. I'm trying to think of another oh, one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Tin Cup was a favourite as a kid. Great. But, uh, oh, There's one why didn't I say Caddyshack 2? I'm a Caddyshack 2 guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think then T-double-O, like, oh, wouldn't I say that as well? Jackie Mason. All right, well, we've pretty much wrapped everything up other than the golf talk. We've mentioned... Peter Hoare and whores and suicides. We've got every single box ticked. Nick, thank you so much for being on board. If I can drag you away next week, we might even do a bit of a wrap-up when Rory wins it and see how we go. I'd love to gloat over the Rory's comeback from his 2011 disaster. And on that very non-committal note, I look forward to seeing the Masters this week. Keep in tune on Mint Sports. We're going to have heaps of stuff there. But until then, Nick... Thanks for being a part of it, mate. I'll see you Monday morning at 10. I think it could finish Tuesday morning. How's that for a tip? I'll see you Tuesday morning at 10 with KB. That's my take. We're never leaving this country, bitch. (laughs) Bitch now. All right, stay mint, mate. That little robot he had. Yeah, you talk right. to the robot, right? Now you see it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> He'd be like, "Oh, they're pretty close." Whatever your day is, robot. <laughs> 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 That's mashed potato. Yeah, you know another. Yeah, one. the ditu ditu meant that kid fucked it. <laughs> it was mashed potato. Twenty years later on a podcast, no one's listening to. Um, okay, sidebar again. Who? Greg Evans hosted Perfect Match, yes. didn't he? Yep. Another mate of ours, as a good friend of the pod, got married with Greg Evans as his celebrant. celebrant. Fantastic! Is it? I didn't know Greg did that. Is it? Oh yeah, and he's fully. No, I don't like it. But I'm just trying to be polite. And it's schlocky as fuck. He's up there. I don't know about you guys, but I'd say these two are a perfect match. Oh. 
I think you got to pay extra for that. <laughs> they are longer together. Okay. Shut up, wife. <laughs>